Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Great Reset Salon. This is a conversation that's kicked off over the past several months in the wake of the, uh, the great pandemic, the great lockdown of 2020, and now what we call is the Great Reset. I think we've been uh, subject to, I th the word is overused, but certainly un you know, unprecedented disruption, dis uh, change, uh, acceleration, uh, social upheaval, um, but also reconnections. In, in very positive ways. And uh, the origin of our conversation here is, uh, is to explore a lot of these, these themes. And uh, this started, this, this, this germinated with the conversation with uh, uh, our, our co-hosts, uh, Julie Albright and Brian Hayashi. And very quickly, let me just turn it over to Julie for you to share just a bit of your a bit of context around your what 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 what's what's brought you to the conversation well i'm a digital sociologist and you know we were sitting there talking one night about how we should be having more structured conversations about these changes that were going on and uh and so it it really sparked uh, uh, this idea of having a salon which i always wanted to have so i i'd suggested the salon format to you and you know salons have a have a long history they come from the 1700s actually in france where women or a salonier ran a salon they curated guests invited guests from the court and it was a chance for all kinds of different bright people learned people uh, to come together and discuss the topic of choice of the night so we've been doing that uh, ever since and and brian hayashi was our uh, our co-conspirator in this, as we as we hash this scheme, which has become a uh, really a weekly uh, a weekly tradition. Um, Brian, love love to get you to share a bit of your your context as well, and your what what gives you perspective. Yeah, thanks, Ed. Thanks. Uh, working with uh, technology companies and with lawmakers. Uh, on issues like taxation, I really got to see how the politics of, of everyday life was, was making things far more difficult than they needed to be. And when Julie mentioned the concept of salons, I immediately gravitated towards it because one of the big challenges that lawmakers have is the ability to talk through some of these issues before they go out into the world as public edicts. And the idea of Chatham House rules where people are able to speak freely without having to worry about how the words might be construed later on, absent context, was very powerful. And so I got to say, in the, in the weeks that we've had since launching the, the salon, it's been a wonderful opportunity to meet interesting people and to hear fascinating takes on some of the most important issues of our time. It has been a, a really unique uh, approach, and I think the you know the the goal as as we had initially uh, conceived this was to be able to provide a uh, a, a venue or a forum where people uh, were not attached to their their titles or their companies. Nobody that we have invited to participate in these conversations was uh, was speaking as a representative of their of their company or or their role, their professional role. Um, this is about humanizing 
uh, in, in a way stripping away some of the some of the pretense and uh, ex external structures that can you know, that can color discussions that in in a more public forum. And it was very important as well for us to have you know privacy and a uh, just a uh, build a level of trust so that you know those who were uh, you know, participating could speak freely and, and would know that, you know, anything that they would say would not be uh, attached to them. We've, we've encouraged a lot of, uh, uh, you know, we've encouraged, you know, controversial opinions and debates, although uh, what we've found is that the, uh, the, the, the trust or the atmosphere of trust in, in this forum which is a bit more structured than I think your, you know, your average uh, yeah, Zoom meeting or, or say, uh, a structured conference presentation is, is that, you know, we've, we've allowed people to speak, speak freely in a sense, in a sense, drop pretense and, and, and really uh, open, up, open up their, their thoughts and, and their hearts in, in, in many ways and, uh, and really connect across uh, boundaries of, uh, perspective, geographic distance, and the big challenge for us, and and really the catalyst for our, these initial conversations was, you know, how momentous the uh, the changes that we were all facing, and and one of the, our first, uh, you know, the, the first gatherings that we had was to really to try to make sense of the whole uh, of this whole situation. We called it a taxonomy, but you know, when you have, you know, impact on uh, certainly, you know, public health, a global pandemic, which was, you know, the, the likes of which none of us had experienced in our lifetimes, uh, an enforced, uh, you know, global lockdown of travel, you know, cessation of economic activity, you know, the impacts of social distancing, which is foreign to all of us in our, in our lifetimes. We've never had to stay physically away from uh, it, from the people that we work with, you know, with it, we used to rub up against on the, on the subway and public transportation or, 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 you know, go to, go to a nightclub and, and hear, hear music. I mean, all, all of these experiences that had been touchstones and have been so critical to society, to, uh, the structure of our lives, what gives so many people meaning and so, and, and even, I, you know, even, you know, personal identity have just been, have been, have been cut away and have been stripped away or forced, forced apart and trying to find a way to look constructively at these issues is something that uh, all of us, you know, Julian, Brian, and I feel very strongly about. That uh, you know, there's so much negative news going going on in the in the world, and you can't, you know, you you don't want to be oblivious to the the negatives and the downsides. Uh, but we also want to uh, take stock of where we are and chart a an optimistic path forward with the, the goal of surfacing ideas that we're able to uh, help disseminate through our own circles and through the circles of the people that we we emanate with in a way we're, we're talking about sort of creating uh, expanding concentric circles of positivity and that's uh, I think an underlying goal of, of these conversations we've kept our you know each uh, each of our our salons has been uh, structured, and we've kept it kept them short at under an hour because we we want to compress the time and and not uh, have people be thoughtful about about wh uh, what 
what they want to say. And, and, uh, the other thing is that an hour always leaves people wanting more. So, uh, but, the, but this, it, this concept of a salon again is, um, you know, is really unique. And, uh, Julie was the one who uh, kind of brought it up, but, uh, would love to, you know, get again, your, your thoughts, Julie, on, on the historical context of a salon and, you know, why is it, why is it so important? And, and what is, you know, what, what are the benefits of, of, uh, creating gatherings of people in this in this type of a context well right ed i think you're right on the nose talking about how all the things that we used to do especially going out to music going out meet somebody for a drink go out and have dinner lunch with your friends or family or loved ones or co-workers for myself going to conferences around the world and speaking and meeting with great people all this stuff was just suddenly and shockingly erased so I think we had sort of a vacuum of wanting to connect. You know, we're, we're innately social creatures. So here we all were socially distanced, isolated in our own rooms or apartments or houses. And it was just really the perfect time for us to talk through from different perspectives, you know, what we were all going through. And so I think the neat thing about the salon format is, for me anyway, um, one that we curated uh, the guests and you know one of the highlights for me in that respect has been you know, we've had so many different viewpoints you know we've had economists and urban planners we've had artists and writers and musicians we've had technologists and business people and art historian we've had environmentalists and uh, the director of a nursing home uh, we've also had someone involved in politics uh, from Harlem uh, talking through these ideas from various perspectives. So I think the idea of being able to curate around a theme, you know, our themes have ranged from uh, two Americas to uh, bodies, trust and mistrust, certainty and uncertainty, you know, many different themes like that. Uh, and what we do is curate each week uh, around the theme, people that would have something to say and people that we think would have good chemistry uh, as well. So. Uh, I think the salon's time has come. Uh, it's it's not as prepared as, let's say, a conference panel or something like that. So it allows for a lot more openness, as you said, a lot more spontaneity, and for frankly, a lot more interesting conversations. Let's get into some of the the meat of the conversation, which is uh, some of the themes that have, that have really jumped out at us and our even though these conversations have been private i think now we can uh we can talk about at least some of the 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 points that that jumped out at us or some of the some of the conversations and maybe i'd like to turn it over to brian to talk about um what what has stood out to you in the conversations that we've had over the past past several months one of the great things about these conversations that we've had over the past 16 weeks has been the quality of the curation of the topics. That the topics that we talked about back at the beginning of May, the ideas that were exposed end up being very valuable to people as time has run, as, as, has gone on. So the, the topic that we had back in, in the beginning of May, the, the two Americas, and then going on to, to a little, little bit later on when we're talking about uh, masking, we, we, we see leaders wondering what are we going to do with uh, 
how, how do we cope with what's going on? And in our salon, where before these things are actually taking place, we're discussing these issues and we're talking through them. So when these issues actually hit, it's like we're ready for them. We're in, and, and the people that are participating in these salons, I think, feel more uh, equipped, better equipped to, to discuss it and to understand the implications because they're not relying on their traditional um, uh, uh, counsel to give them insights on this, but because we've had access to the city planners, these, these um, uh, the person that was in charge of the Google uh, tracing, uh, I'm, I'm probably saying too much, but, um, but we, we, have, we have access to quality people that are able to talk about what they actually see people are getting uh, able to get this diverse set of viewpoints that helps them be more informed when they're thinking about what do I do in this age of COVID? How about you, Julie? What were some of the, uh, the ideas or, or conversations that really, really jumped out at you? I think what really stood out for me is the idea that it wasn't simply intellectual, but was also emotional. The velocity of the changes caught many people off guard and the closed door nature, because we've had chat and mouse rules of these discussions, gave people a place where they can tell the truth about what's going on and a place they can talk about their doubts and their fears about their uncertainties during these very volatile times. One particular night that really jumps out at me, we had a young gal, you'll remember, uh, who had watched her entire neighborhood be destroyed around her in New York City. And she ended up crying, tears of rage and fear and grief. And she didn't want to let go of her beloved city. And she was suddenly living in this untenable situation. And, and you have to think how many more people out there are just like her, finding themselves in this kind of situation suddenly and shockingly. And so I think that's what really gripped everyone that night was, uh, and also moved people and touched people was her raw honesty. And, and so I think these kinds of deep, meaningful, unscripted conversations is what it's all about for me. There were so many interesting conversations that came out. I want to I, I want to highlight a few things that have that have stood out to me. Uh, one was a conversation that we had. Uh, it was actually on, on. We were talking about unintended upsides, but we were when a um, uh, one of my friends who actually works as an executive coach noted that uh, advantage of moving to this these virtual gatherings that are outside of the, you know the traditional environments of work where people are wearing suits and 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 you know and and, and projecting their uh, their authority was that you would see executives that are uh, you know ha having to take a break and 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 take their daughter to school or uh, or, or let the dog out the door. I mean, in, in many respects, it's been very humanizing as as people and the and the uh, it, it, ironically or uh, I would say maybe appropriately the you know the uh, the figure of speech was dropping the mask, which. Uh, uh, a, which is unusual because, of course, when we go out into the world, we're all 
we're all ma- we, we are all masked. Um, another really interesting conversation came from the uh, you know the woman that you, that you had referenced who uh, runs a nursing home and was talking about how the impact of isolation had been you know in, in many respects that it had. Uh, very disparate emotional impact in in many respects there uh, you know old, many older folks were actually quite good about uh, being sealed off from the rest of the world, but what was very troubling and most difficult for them to get used to was was having to eat in their room and not being able to socialize with other people and and just having that you know that limited physical contact um, which led to, led us into another really interesting you know conversation when we were talking with um, Someone who uh, who works as an educator, but was uh, is a, a single woman in her uh, in her mid thirties, and very concerned about you know had a had a father who you know she'd bought uh, a, a a face shield for, and he didn't want to wear his mask. He didn't really care. He said, you know, I've been around long enough. I'm willing to take the risks, and so she was more worried about him than he was. But that got us into the uh, you know the the whole dimension of relationships and how do you, you know, how do you navigate uh, dating in this, this, you know, in this new environment? And I think what had, what had come out of that is, again, is, was very uh, closely tied with another theme, which is, you know, trust and mistrust, which we uh, talked about. And I think from, you go from, uh, you know, the, the most, uh, you know, from the, from the most intimate parts of our lives, you know, which are, which are, you know, interpersonal relationships to, uh, you know, trust it, it with work and society and neighborhood and, and institutions. And, and then the sort of the breakdown of, of institutions. Um, you know, I think the, uh, the other really interesting, another really interesting point too, was how, you know, we, we discovered this divide among people, in different, uh, you know, in different areas of work. I mean, uh, um, a guy who, who's, a, who's, a, who's a veteran have, having worked in the oil industry and worked with a lot of guys, roughnecks that were, uh, you know, that were outside doing dangerous work all the time uh, and live with danger just as a, just as a matter of, of, you know, daily life. Um, and those people who have to deal, you know, you know, first responders and you know, people working in hospitals who constantly have to deal with a, uh, an elevated level of risk, you know, they seem to be adjusting much better to the, you know, a background threat than, than, you know, many people for whom this is, this is all new. And, and we heard one really interesting uh, analogy that this, you know, that the, uh, the fear of a, uh, of, 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 a, of a pandemic or a virus is sort of like walking in the woods, you know, it's like Jaws or it's, it's this sort of invisible threat. And, you know, having to deal with that all the time does take its psychological toll on you. But, but then there, there certainly have been ways to, to counter that. And we're also, we also see on the flip side that many people have, you know, taken, you know, taken the, taken the time to get more healthy. Um, I think the joke is, you know, during the, <laughs> When you come out of lock, lockdown, you become either a, a a monk, a hunk, a drunk, or a chunk. So, you know, people definitely have had different ways of coping. So, uh, you know, as 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 we look at where the you know what further dimensions to explore of, of the, you know, of what we call the Great Reset, it really is. I mean, this is an, an integrative conversation because you know economics is closely related to. 
uh, mental health and physical health. And, uh, and then trust in institutions also, you know, relates to our, uh, your ability to build community, cohesive bonds with, even with neighbors. And uh, the role that the uh, connect connectivity technologies has, uh, has played in bringing people together um, is, you know, a bit of an offset to some of the divisions and, uh, you know, separation uh, from an untethering, as you know, as you put it, Julie, from you know, from institutions and other other aspects of life. So um, it's it's a it's a wonderful, uh, deep, rich, multi-layered problem or, or challenge that we crack ahead of us. And those are those are a few a few things that that jumped out at me. Well, I think too, just to respond to that, you know, we're bringing various viewpoints together. I like to think of it as the blind man and the elephant program, you know, where everybody sees a different piece of the elephant. This is a trunk, this is a tail, this is a leg, but put all together, you kind of get more of a sense of the elephant. And I think that's what we're doing by bringing together all these various perspective people from different fields uh, that we might come to some kind of truth or shared understanding of this new reality. And that's what I hope that we can impart to our listeners of this new podcast as we sort of open the doors to our Great Reset Salon. History shows us similarities between what we're experiencing right now and the cholera epidemic of the mid-19th century, the Spanish flu of the beginning of the 20th century, and even the Black Plague that swept through much of Europe uh, hundreds of years ago. And just as the Black Plague gave rise to the Renaissance, we're seeing that the William Shakespeare of that time, that, that you read his works and you see how Romeo and Juliet took place against the backdrop of a pandemic, that so too, we in the 21st century are rising up and we're finding ways to cope with things. And I think one of the more interesting aspects of these conversations is discovering new ways that people are learning to cope and learning what questions do we need to be asking. And I think soon we're going to be looking at our own time as BC and AC, before COVID and after COVID. And this salon has really helped me make sense of that. I think you speak for all of us, uh, Brian, and, and our guests uh, in, in this rotating salon have, have been an invaluable resource uh, to us and to each other. And I think what we're hoping to do with this, uh, with now by opening up the conversations to the public is to, is really to create a third place that we can explore ideas, uh, concepts, uh, controversies, and you know, find some inspiration that we can we can share uh, to make again make sense of this uh, you know the the, the giant uh, the giant multi layered uh, multi dimensional challenges and change that that we're all facing. So uh, we 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 have a number of uh, very thoughtful guests that we are uh, we're working on, and we are going to to continue to make these. Uh, these these conversations available on a on a regular cadence, and 
anybody that uh, that has questions, we'll, we'll we will welcome input, ideas, and uh, and and certainly any any disagreements. Uh, we we want to have open conversations. We want people also to feel very comfortable uh, with the 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 newest normal as we've gone through the reset we are at uh we we may not be at day zero here but we're still very early in the in the ce the or post ce the COVID era so uh with that uh thank you uh to everyone thank you julie thank you brian and we look forward to continuing our conversation look forward to it See you next week.